Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this Monday, the 7th of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. All new for 2020. That's right, we're not doing those idiotic slogans anymore. Never mind. This morning, we're under the tutelage of general manager, last-minute electoral arguments. Which consists mostly of uh, frantic pleas to prevent the second coming of Hitler or the loss of democracy or Armageddon or dogs and cats lying down together and creating terrifying hybrids. I don't know. It's just so silly. <laughs> oh, we'll bring you some of the more extreme examples of that because they are quite amusing. Get 
Uh, Jack, I'm told, has had an automotive problem, which I will let him describe when he gets here, and he is moments away from the radio ranch. So as soon as he barrels through the door, I'll let him uh, tell, uh, tell his tale of woe, rather. So uh, midterms tomorrow, we will not bore you to tears. Oh, Jack's on the phone. Oh, you got him? I'm trying to get him right right now. I'm having a phone issue. So I'm having Uh-oh. him hang up, and then we're going to try it again. Oops, he says somebody has him on hold. What's going on here? It's a disaster. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we're not going to bore you to tears with the standard. I believe we got him. him. Okay. All right. It's tough to get a sentence going here. Uh, so, hey, what's up? <laughs> so our phones don't work either. That's fantastic. <laughs> um. I got a full-on flat tire on the freeway. I don't know if I think that's happened once in my life. Anyway, I got over to the side of the road, close enough that I could run to the radio station, which I'm getting in the elevator right now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was going to say, why so breathless? Now I know. Because I ran, yeah. It's further than it looks from where I parked. <laughs> um, and I happen to know that in my fancy car, this is going to be at least a $1,000 problem. Oh, my God. Yikes. Uh, that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, I remember when we first got our, our minivan with the run-flat tires, the uh, super advanced, it won't go flat on you, it'll be fine thing, and we thought, oh, wow, that's a real leap forward in technology. Then it turned out that a flat tire was just an enormous, expensive pain. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got the super fancy, you can drive 200-mile-an-hour tires, so that's one of the problems. Oh, wow. And do you often? Sure. I haven't yet. I'm kind of wanting to go to Utah and try that out or some state where you could be out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, hold on. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Stand by, everybody. Do you think you could go 200 miles an hour? think you'd do that? Uh, depending on the setting, uh, I'd be pretty nervous about it. It's pretty fast. Yeah, I've never gone 200. I've gone slightly over a hundred, but uh, not for long. In a car? Uh, yes, and a motorcycle. Very brief. No, I don't think I hit a hundred on a motorcycle. Come to think of it, I was definitely ninety-five. I think one sixty in a car is my fastest. And one sixty? Yeah. Holy crap! If you're in a nice car, you can't even hardly tell if you're in the right car. That's like NASCAR speeds. It's pretty fast. You press it up against the wall and sling it around. (laughs) Like that one guy. Here's your stats of the day. uh, NBC's got a new poll out. I have no interest in the individual race uh, polls, which uh, where we poured all over all day long on uh, most of your media. Mm -hmm. You know, you could just wait a couple of days and find out how it turns out. But anyway, full of toss-ups. There you go. There's your summary. Um, uh, the overall uh, mood polls, though, I find interesting, and so it is now. Tied exactly. Who would you rather control, Congress, Republican or Democrat? Forty-seven to forty-seven in the new wow. NBC poll. Isn't that amazing? It's wow. stunning how tied we are as a country. I mean, it's just stunning. Boy, that pretends a weak uh, showing by the Republicans. Forty-seven, forty-seven in that poll. Enthusiasm for voting is about three quarters for both. And right direction, wrong direction overall for America is about three quarters. So about three quarters of the country thinks we're on the heading in the wrong direction. Are very interested in the election, mm-hmm. and we're completely split over we think who we think ought to run it. Here's a poll question you don't hear asked: 
Do you think, and you can ask about the Democrats and then ask about the Republicans, do you think uh, Party X does a good job of forming and communicating a set of principles or policies? Does any does either party even try to do that? Well, theoretically. Do they? I mean, in the same point? way a baseball team ought to try to score runs. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I think you're wrong. I don't think that is what they do anymore. Maybe it was at one time. I don't know. Wow. Oh, so I'm the out-of-touch old guy, huh? So what do they do now? <laughs> old guy is in why don't you wear those white stockings that come to your knees? <laughs> Maybe a wig. They're supportive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Tri-cornered hat, breeches. Yes. Hold look. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Go fire a musket at a Brit. <laughs> well, we got, I got uh, you know on that conversation. Officially starting the show would be a good way to uh, to, uh, to to move the conversation that direction. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, November seventh, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Just because we care about you, and because we're reasonably well compensated, let's do a radio show precisely now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. A historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. <laughs> That's a well-respected historian on MSNBC last week. Formerly, we'll, we'll we'll read that entire thing. But he's not an outlier, really, in terms of the hysteria around this. Now we have mocked every election since we've been doing this. Uh, the fact that everybody says this is the most important of election of our lifetimes. Yeah, I mean, and that happens every election. There are montages on YouTube. We should grab one. You I mean you can go back to the '60s. Every single election, midterm and president, this is the most important president. And and obviously that can't be true in retrospect, looking back. <laughs> You're um, going to have a down year. <laughs> was the 1994 election the most important election of our lifetimes? Probably not. Um, uh, that's when Newt took back the Congress. Yeah, it was a pretty big one. That was an off year. Um, so... But the hysteria around that, this being the most important election of our lifetime, is way hotter than it's ever been before. I mean, mm-hmm. with, without a doubt. Now, is that because of the heated state of American politics and culture? Is it uh, the age of hyperbole? Both, maybe, probably. Wow. Of course, yeah. there, that's, a, that's a self-perpetuating machine. That's the perpetual motion machine right there, the heated rhetoric. Uh, leads to uh, you need even more heated rhetoric to break through, which causes right. more heated rhetoric. Right. And you would assume that at some point, um, if everybody's at peak volume, we all kind of decide, okay, we got to turn it back down again so we can hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when was the last time Michael Beschloss was at a backyard barbecue in Indianapolis? You know? Or spent any time in suburban Chicago land, went to a, a, a little league game, or you know any of those normal America experiences, as opposed to hanging out with the intellectual elite of New York and D.C., where their panties are all permanently wadded over you know one thing or another. Yeah, but you have about three quarters of both parties say it's very important. This election tomorrow is very very important. Um, I just you know and that that's all across America. I'm not sure. I, I used to would, would have thought that that was a good thing. I, I don't know that I think that anymore. If everybody thinks every election is so important, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be. It doesn't it doesn't seem to be uh, 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 making for an enjoyable culture. 
Right. You know, I read an argument uh, earlier today before the show began that I'll share parts of it with you later on, uh, that we have way too much democracy, way too many elections, way too many uh, positions are filled via election. You know, various judges and commissioners of this, that, and the other, because there's no way you could educate yourself. Well, I'm sorry, that's not true. There's no way most people will educate themselves on all of those positions. And uh, the the alternative is a party more like a parliamentary system, which has its flaws, certainly, where, look, the party in charge appoints all those people, and if they do, or, or most of them, if they do a good job, you vote for them again. If they don't, four years later, five years later, you vote another party and see how they can do. As opposed to, you know, every two years, constant fever pitch electoral cycle. Mm -hmm. Spending the most money we've ever spent on elections. uh, Certainly spending the most emotion that's ever been spent on an election, I think, outside of Biden versus Trump. Speaking of perpetual motion machines, with all that money thrown around, uh, the candidates practically have to prostitute themselves to whatever, you know idea or press release or screed will get them uh, the most contributions mm-hmm. yeah so uh, uh, great layout at a couple of different publications over the weekend uh explaining how the voting works in different states some states you know they don't start counting the mail-in ballots to the day of the, of the election for some reason and george is one of them and so it'll take a long time for them to catch up on the millions and millions of votes that were mailed in it's the same reason you don't open presidents the presents until christmas morning jack you don't want to ruin the magic <laughs> but anyway so the point of uh what i was saying is it unlikely that we're going to have a result as in who controls the senate tomorrow could but probably not um but more on a whole bunch of different things to talk about how does mailbag look Oh, it's quite strong to start the week. Oh, that's very, good. Very amusing. That's good. Yeah, I got a bunch of... Mondays are always pretty good. If I was going to listen to one episode every week of the Armstrong and Getty show, I'd make it Monday because, you know, you got the, like three days worth of material. Boy, you listened on like a Wednesday, man, we got nothing. <laughs> and we're making balloon animals and doing recipes. Oh, yeah. I actually have some great recipes. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oddly enough, the New York Times... <laughs> Uh, with a special feature on special holiday pies you can make at home. Oof. Oh, yeah. Now you hit me where I live. <laughs> so we'll get to all that stuff. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 60 Minutes with a good opening piece last night on the anger in America and social media's role in it and everything, which brings us to Elon Musk doing a lot of tweeting over the weekend and more decisions being made, it would seem, some of, some of them contrary to earlier decisions he made. So it's got a tiny bit of a flailing look to it, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the world's richest man, so what do I know? Uh, no, you're not. We actually have a very good Elon-related uh, email. We'll see if we can get to that. But first, your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than the African-American Elon Musk, emigrated from South Africa. The United States is definitely ahead in a culture of innovation. If someone wants to accomplish great things, there's no better place than the U.S. There you go. That needs to be said more often. No kidding. Every kid in America ought to memorize that sentence or something like it. Every damn kid of every dang color, creed, whatever that means, background, religion, I don't care. 
The U.S. is definitely ahead in a culture of innovation. If someone wants to accomplish great things, there is no better place than the U.S. You tell them, Elon. Let's keep it that way. Here's your mailbag. Uh, Jeff, honorary producer Jeff, who's just absolutely fantastic, sent along this pretty funny from comedian Rob Schneider. It's a quote. San Francisco either has a huge homeless problem or a gigantic camping success story. (laughs) Oh, we've got a news feature from Seattle about some of their junkie camps. It's just unbelievable. Oh, and where was that? uh, There's a story out of New York where the... Um, I have to get to this. Some of the qu- the quotes are all like, this is turning into San Francisco. We're not going to let New York turn into San Francisco. San Francisco was used as the, you know, the slur you would use for how bad things are in New York. Exactly. I thought the that butt was like a- of a joke. Yeah. The bear butt pooping on the sidewalk of the joke. Uh, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, th- there is to a large extent, or there should be, the Democratic Party and the Realist Party. Except the Republican Party isn't the realist party anymore, to its shame. Anyway, moving along. Uh, Polly writes, uh, waiting for your Monday show to begin. I'm listening to the last of the Friday afternoon podcast. Had to tell you that last 20-second string of sound bites you put together make me laugh so hard. I love it. Michael is a genius. That's actually the work of Michael Hansen. That's right. Uh, our executive producer, Mike, uh, Michelangelo, is, uh, is indeed a national treasure, but so is Hansen. <laughs> if you've never heard the very end... Of hour four every day, but particularly on Friday, it is hilarious. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, credit goes entirely to Hanson. Uh, let's see. On the topic of enjoying video games with your kids, Jack, uh, L writes, I have an 18-year-old son. When he plays adventure games, I play with him. I refuse to deal with the controllers. My secret is to bark orders as he plays. Ah. What is that? Go pick that up. Did you try pushing that door? Look down that hallway. See if there's a secret lever. level. What's down there? Apparently, I'm a terrific asset to some of his games. Uh, we see things from different angles, and he likes it when I, quote-unquote, help. Give it a oh, shot. This is coming from a mom. That is a pretty good idea. That I could do. That I could do. Consulting. Yes. <laughs> I'll be a Minecraft consultant rather than actually running the little knobs. Thanks for the note, L. That's sweet. Uh, let's see. How much time <laughs> do we have, Michael? Not a lot, huh? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, Paolo writes, all right, guys, now it's the second coming of the Nazis, and only a vote for the Democrats can save us. Fox reports House Majority Whip uh, James Clyburn says, uh, as he downplayed uh, inflation and said the number one issue for voters is, uh, give us clip number 42, Michael. This is what happens in a country that follows what happened in Germany uh, in the early 30s. This country is on track to repeat what happened in Germany when it was the greatest democracy going, elected a chancellor who then co-opted the media, and that's what's going on in this country. Yeah, I don't think Germany... That is what will lead to the destruction of this democracy. Yeah, I don't think Germany was the greatest democracy going there before Hitler took over it. Yeah, it was barely functional at all. That's how he took power. Uh, there was nothing about that screed that was coherent. Man, the last days before an election where you're going to become Nazi Germany if the election doesn't go the right way. One midterm election can destroy the country. Who knew? That was the number three Democrat in the House. Yeah. That's something. We got a lot more on the way. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A linguistics expert has released a list of the most beautiful sounding baby names with the top spots once again going to Matthew and Sophia, while the worst sounding names are Moist and Slurp. <laughs> Those would not be good baby names. So are you feeling extra rested having gotten an hour of extra sleep? Actually, yeah. The, yeah feel terrific. the debate over time change is uh, back as it is every time, so more on that in just a second. A couple of things first. Joe has analysis of tomorrow's election, a results day. I don't know. I don't know what I want to call it. we got to come up with the terminology on it since it's not election day anymore. But Election deadline day? I don't know. Anyway, Last day of voting. Joe has analysis he says won't make us wish we were dead, so that's nice. Yeah, non-trite um, and repetitive. Powerball, nobody won it on Saturday night. It's at $1.9 billion, might be $2 billion by tonight when they draw again. So if you didn't buy a ticket, tonight is the night. Give 20 people $10 million. Or wait a minute, $100 million. Give 20 different people $100 million. People don't want $100 million. People don't go out and buy tickets when it's $100 million. They only I buy want tickets. $100 million very much. <laughs> You, for myself. you would be beyond a set for life, oh. even after taxes and everything. But uh, people don't won't buy tickets for that. They'll only buy tickets for 
This is the world record lottery amount. So it's going to be about $2 billion tonight. And so there you go with that. Powerball! Over the weekend, the Houston Astros won the World Series. The only reason I really bring that up is it's the only other example I can think of where the elderly are in charge. So we often talk about the <laughs> government and how, like, who who picks a doctor who's, you know, 75 years old or uh, wants a teacher or whatever. But our politicians are. Baseball managers are often very old. Dusty Baker's 73 years old. And and it's complicated managing a baseball team. There's a lot of thinking you got to do quickly. Yeah, there's not as much as there used to be. And I could bore you with details on this, but uh, the manager used to have complete control of what happened on the baseball field. But now it's your sabermetrics guys in the front office who tell you this reliever, that reliever, and that reliever you're not going to use tonight. Well, I still assume, though, that uh, the, 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 a younger man doesn't have that job. That's surprising to me. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's an argument for having the old in charge of complicated things. I don't know. Well, I think the significance of the Astros winning is we won't have an economic com- collapse now because the Phillies generally, if they, they win, not generally, uh, specifically, every single time they win, we have a giant economic downturn. So opinion piece in the Washington Post written by uh, some sleep experts. Let's say a permanent good night to daylight saving time. They want to stop changing the clock but stay with standard time year round. Earlier this year, the Senate passed a bill to make daylight saving time permanent. The idea of ending clock changes and sticking to one time was met with celebration until scientists pointed out that such a change could cause a nationwide case of seasonal depression, learning loss, and physical health problems. None of those things are why we started this. No, but there are like half a dozen different reasons, quote-unquote, why we started this. <laughs> None of them match up, and nobody's quite sure which one's right. Right, but it's kind of interesting that we would keep it for different reasons than we started it. I don't know. I'll tell you this, uh, just briefly, as an avid golfer with a daytime job, I was always staunchly in favor of permanent daylight saving time, so I could run out and play nine holes even during the winter time well, or yeah, whatever. The fact that it got dark where I live at 5.30 yesterday, 5.30 and it's dark. But if I am one thing, I am insufferably sincere. And here's the truth. It's clearly a better idea from a medical scientific perspective to have permanent standard time. It's not even close. Especially for kids. Yeah, I hadn't looked into this before, but just reading this article. Standard time is an approximation of the solar day and is more or less in line with the rising and setting sun. Decades of research, decades of research. Sure, we're at our best when we live harmoniously with the rising and setting of the sun. Daylight saving time, on the other hand, is essentially mandated jet lag, say these sleep experts. Permanent daylight time would leave us perpetually out of sync with our powerful internal clocks and would deny us the sun's rays when our brains and bodies need them the most. Now, one part of this that is confusing to me is just because with the job I've been doing my entire adult life, Pretty much, I've been doing morning radio. I've been going to work in the dark my whole life, whole adult life. So am I mm-hmm. suffering permanent jet lag or dangerous this or that? Well, I don't know. Are you constantly exhausted? Yeah, but that's from a lack of sleep. That's from because, is, is it? Is it? If you sleep five or six hours a night, you'll be tired all the time. Um. Uh. So they got the chart here. If you had the round the year daylight saving time, which is what Congress proposed and everybody was excited about, it's got. Uh, examples from around the country what it would be like in the morning and the worst example is for instance in indianapolis indiana um at the darkest part of the year 
it wouldn't the sun wouldn't come up till nine oh six. That's pretty late. I mean, the kids would not only get ready for school, get to school, you'd be at school for a full half hour, an hour before the sun comes up. Again, I go to work in the dark every single day, so I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know how it affects other people. But um, any other in other parts of the country, San Francisco, New York, it'd be about eight thirty when the sun comes up. Seattle, nine o'clock when the sun comes up at the darkest part of the year. So that's why they're arguing that this would be a terrible idea. If we're gonna if we're gonna do permanent one or the other, we got to do permanent standard time. And then people think, well, I don't want to do that. So then we're stuck with this thing that we all complain about twice a year. Yeah, so the the reality of it, medically speaking, is that the sunshine on your face, which, and this has been true since the dawn of man, since we crawled out of the primordial ooze and said, ooh, get all this primordial ooze off of us, uh, and, and, and we became, you know, a, a cogent uh, beast, the sunlight on us. your face, yeah, that was generous, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the sunlight on your face wakes up your circadian rhythms it starts your brain your digestive system every part of you it tells you now now we get going let's get stuff done and and it's that is the way mankind has existed since the dawn of man and the idea that we're gonna well we're gonna change it because of some weird vague political something or other now nope we're gonna get up while it's still late and then we're gonna be in our work cave sheltered from that sun by the time the sun does come up and just to hell with our circadian rhythms well, it's just dumb I, I was listening to somebody arguing that you know money as usual or something is driving these decisions is it money or like leisure that's driving the the desire for sunlight later in the day is that I a think money mostly thing? it's it's the desire to still have time to have fun outdoors after work uh-huh not go home in the dark, because I will admit, uh, there is something a little depressing about going home in the dark after work. Yeah, especially if you live uh, where there's a winter climate, like I did much of my life. When it's getting dark at 5 o'clock and it's 2 degrees outside, life does not seem very fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pitch dark by 5 in some parts of the country, but... yeah. Yeah, but it just, again, scientifically, having read a fair amount about this, there's no debate Interesting. So what do you think is going to happen? You think we're going to keep doing what we're doing? Yes, because okay. we're stupid as a people, as a species, as a nation. Yes. Okay. So nobody used to complain about it, to my knowledge, years ago. Then we've gone through a period over the last, I don't know how many years, of everybody, every time we change the clock saying, why do we still do this stupid thing? Now you think we're getting down to the science of it and people are going to say, oh, okay, now I get it. I wonder. Yeah, Maybe. I, it just it's the age of social media, which I think generated a lot of the wait a minute. You hate this. I hate this. You hate it, too. Everybody hates this. And we became aware. And then there's the period of, well, let's do something about it. Permanent daylight savings. That's something. So we'll do something. Uh, but no, that's a bad idea. So I, I don't know. I wonder what will happen. So Arizona doesn't change their clocks. They stay on standard. Correct. Nor Hawaii. And now Mexico, the entire country of Mexico, bueno. starting now, is not going to change their clock. So, okay, we'll see if it happens or not. Joe says so oh. some non, I don't know, it's a coin flip. I don't, we're so screwed up as a people. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this, but uh, I, I hope for the sake of the kids, we go with standard time. Anyway, uh, some non-trite, non-obvious analysis of the midterms and the trends taking shape coming up in a moment or two, plus... We need to uh, get going officially on our fundraiser for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, one of the greatest uh, causes we've ever lent our names to. Yep, we're all going to do good together this week, and we'll explain that all week long. I hope you can turn around to the 
or stay tuned to the kickoff of the second hour of the Armstrong Getty Show. If you ever miss an hour, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think with all of the noise that we've got in this election season, um, I don't think people um, are able to really grasp that. But more importantly, I'm not sure they really understand the threats to their way of life. And I know there's always an attempt to co-opt uh, religions, and that is what's going on here. Okay. And people want to deny it, that's fine. But okay, the but facts are very clear. I've studied history all of my life. Okay. I taught history. And I'm telling you, what I see here are parallels to what the history was okay. uh, in this world uh, back in the 1930s. So, Congressman, in then. Germany, in Italy. Okay. <laughs> James Clyburn is utterly incoherent. He sees parallels in this election to what the Hitler was in Germany, in Italy. In the 30s. Wow. So Hillary warning that our democracy is about to go away if Republicans get elected and it will be replaced evidently by reincarnated Hitler, according to James Clyburn. Well, Barack, Barack Obama himself in Arizona last week said his uh, uh, democracy is on the ballot here in Arizona. We will lose our democracy. I just don't think that kind of talk helps anything. No. no and if, our, if our democracy could go away with a midterm election, we are a weak, weak democracy. 
Yeah, we deserve to lose it. Probably be better off, uh, you know, losing it and coming back with something else. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Jonah Goldberg wrote a great piece over the weekend where he was pointing out that uh, vast majorities of voters in both parties uh, seem concerned that we might be losing democracy. What does that say to you? That vast majority uh, in both parties really value democracy, mm-hmm. the republic, our system. So I think we're going to be fine. That's not to say we should be, uh, you know, asleep at the switch or or casual about threats to the voting system, for instance. But just the the fever pitch of uh, boogity boogity boogity. It's just become ridiculous. So some and trends, you ain't heard yes. nothing yet. Wait till Trump oh. announces on Thursday or whenever he announces. I'm holding out hope against hope. A couple of big, giant Republican donors have come out in recent days and said, uh, Trump's idea is wonderful, but it's time to turn the page and look to the future. One wonders whether that will have any effect. I think the big-time donors don't have the power that they did 10 years ago. So, Did you hear uh, his uh, nickname for Ron DeSantis? Ron yes. DeSanctimonious? <laughs> yeah, I think that went over like a lead balloon, too. Yeah, he has not repeated it since. Oh, I think boy. he got a lot of negative feedback. But anyway, I don't want to get hung up on Trump. I have some trends and predictions that are non-trite and obvious, and it's really the, the story behind the story that I find most interesting. Uh, first of all, the Wall Street Journal with some really interesting analysis. The Republican Party is winning support from a, a larger share of black voters than in recent elections and has improved its standing in the past few months, especially among Latino voters. Uh, adding to evidence of the party's increasing appeal among groups that have overwhelmingly favored Democrats in the past. I would suggest that it's it, it's less the attraction of the Republican Party than the fact that the Democratic Party is repelling people as fast as it can with its far-left ideology. More on that to come. But about 17% of black voters said they would pick a Republican candidate for Congress over a Democrat uh, in journal polls uh, consistently over the last couple of months. That is an 11% increase over uh, the percentage who voted for Trump in 2020 and the 8% who backed GOP candidates in 2018. So that 8% number was fairly consistent over time. It's now 17%. And I absolutely could see that trend continuing another 5 to 10 points per cycle over the next several cycles especially if the Republicans can stop being morons and and coalesce a good, solid argument to black America why the Democrats haven't helped you in spite of promising to for decade after decade and you voting for them and how the Republican Party can go back to being the party of of opportunity. I would love to see that. Stop being a moron. Uh, Among Latino voters, Democrats held a lead of five points over Republicans in a choice of congressional candidates, just five that lead was 11 points in August, and historically, uh, Biden won over Trump by 28 points, and Democrats in general in 2018 in House races led by 31 points among Latinos. From 31 points to 5 points. That's, that's pretty amazing. That's beyond a trend. That's a landslide. Yeah, that's amazing. And again, if the Republican Party cannot be morons... Stop being morons! You're going to see... Much more movement in that direction. Just be worthy of it. Now, Fox News uh, talked to a bunch of their favorite political pundits and, and, and you know, functionaries, what do they call them, uh, political hacks, in short, and asked them for their predictions. And the actual predictions are less interesting to me than the reasoning. Uh, Fox News power rankings with their algorithms and methodologies show 47 seats going to Democrats, 49 to the Republicans in the Senate. 
uh, with four toss-up races. Um, in the House, they're looking at the Republicans with a 19-seat majority. That's a gain of 23 seats. Uh, Josh Kroshauer says, yeah, they're going to win the House. Uh, it's a it's a toss-up in the Senate. The Democrats have a fighting chance. Now, he's kind of a middle-of-the-road, just old-school journalist. When they asked Chuck Roca, who's a fairly well-known uh, Democratic uh, strategist and former senior presidential campaign advisor for Bernie Sanders, keep that in mind now. He's a Bernie Sanders guy. He said, and I quote, Bernard Sanders. That's the man. By Wednesday next week, I think we'll be one seat up in the U.S. Senate. If we win Pennsylvania, everything stays the same, headed to a runoff in Georgia and Louisiana. In the House, I think it's a different story. The House Party Committee and their super PAC, along with their campaign, have not run a good midterm strategy. This is the part I thought was interesting. Of the 30 most vulnerable, marginal Democratic seats, half of them have large Latino populations. And none of these campaigns, not one, have a single Hispanic campaign manager, media consultant, or messaging firm. I feel like we lose those seats because, again, the House committee was relying on woke white consultants to fix their Hispanic problem. How's that working? That's awful. It's awful. It's, it's again, as a, a political scientist, kind of, um, it's almost worth watching this unfold, how a very small but incredibly forceful and brutal and vicious cabal of far-lefty woke-tivists, uh, woke-shiviks, have so controlled the narrative these days. I mean, it's it's amazing. You wouldn't think that few people could have that much cultural influence, but they control the academia especially, and by extension, to a large extent, the media, who are generally speaking herd animals. They're lemmings. They're pack animals. They just run whichever way, mooing frantically. They're told to run, and they echo the talking points of of, of the woke crowd. Uh, but it's not many people. So, as usual, my message to y'all is, if you think a lot of this stuff is crazy, it's because it's crazy, and go ahead and, and speak your mind. The most interesting thing to me over the next several cycles of elections is if we're going further down this road of uh, election results aren't real, whether it's Democrats claiming they weren't real or Republicans claiming they weren't real. So you've got this article out from Politico today that's getting a fair amount of attention. Listen to this. Lead two paragraphs. The 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Okay. Second paragraph is, yet there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. Where are you coming up with that? Do you have any proof of that? So on one hand, you say these sorts of claims were debunked in 2020. It's just crazy people talking about them. Meanwhile, this election, they're going to tunnel into the machines and change the votes. All right. Not to mention uh, some serious ballot harvesting controversies in Florida, for instance. Oh, boy. If it's close anywhere, oh, it's gonna, it's, you haven't seen ugliness. How do you contra- counteract that on both sides of the aisle? Fear of the elections being you know, stolen or illegit or whatever by making ballot security a huge priority. It is so obvious. Well, that ain't going to happen real soon. No, there's so much resistance to that. Why do you think that is, folks? Come on. Anywho, uh, we got more on that and um, and a whole bunch of other things. Elon Musk has made a promise over the weekend that if he can fulfill it, would be huge. A huge step in the right direction for all of us, I think. 
we're going to kick off a week of helping uh, people out. And if you don't know about this, uh, what we do every year at this time, you're going to love it. To kick off hour two, please do stay tuned. Armstrong. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 